Welcome to the old school meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. We will be holding this meeting via Zoom for the foreseeable future. If you'd like to attend the meeting live, go to oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. Hi, my name is Jill, and I'm a compulsive overeater. And hi, Danny. I just want to thank Dan for asking me to lead tonight. Um, I consider it a privilege to be able to um, speak at an OA meeting. I always consider it a privilege, and um, I always get nervous, even on Zoom. <laughs> so, um, and I'm in a comfortable setting. But, but really, you know, I the bottom line is is I stay abstinent because. I would have I wouldn't have a life without abstinence, and uh, I was a non-functional compulsive overeater when I I had just dropped out of school because my eating had gotten so bad, and uh, I couldn't function in school, and so uh, I didn't use food to function. I used food to turn to tune out, and um, you know it's just something I I grew up in an alcoholic home. Both my parents were alcoholics. My brother was a drug addict. And, uh, you know, the, the, addic- the, the drinking didn't start till I was a little later, but the ism was there at a very young age. And I was a very anxious kid and I had to do something to calm my, and food was my answer. And I started very young. Food was always very important to me. And I started very young and um, used it until it didn't work anymore, which I was, fortunately for me, I was fairly young. I was uh, 19 years old. It stopped working for me. And uh, I had dropped out of school, and my parent, my mom was in AA, and she says, well, why don't you try Overeaters Anonymous? And... Um, so I went to my first meeting at Douglas Park, May 19th, 1976 was my first meeting. And I instantly felt a part of, I, I no longer, I, the guilt was, I had so much guilt and shame with eating. And somebody said, you know, we had a disease. And that was such a relief for me that I had a disease that somehow I wasn't at fault. You know, that, that somehow something had, had taken hold of me and I just had to take the action necessary in order to alleviate this disease. Like a, somebody with high blood pressure needs to take their medicine. Um, the problem, the problem with OA is it's a process. It's not like, oh, you just take your medicine and it goes away. It's a process of years of, of working the steps and, and going through experiences and not eating and, um, and learning to live on life's terms. Uh, I was always kind of in a fantasy world. If I just do this, then my life will be okay. But the old saying, life abhors a vacuum is, is true. You know, just life, life will fill it up with something else for me to, for me to worry about, for lack of a better word. But, you know, uh, fortunately, I got in young and I, I hung around some really good people and I, I, uh, you know, I was around a lot of young, there weren't a lot of young people, but it was just starting to flourish with younger people in college. And, um, 
I was able to get abstinent and, uh, you know, and begin to work the steps. And just to say, to make a long story short, I abstained for five years, went back to graduate school, had some kind of things happen to me that, and I was away from meetings. I went out and ate and gained 40 pounds in six weeks. So the, you know, and then thank God for this woman. When I was on a clinical in St. Louis, this woman just, she just said, oh, Jill, you seem so sad. And I said, I really am. I couldn't stop eating. And and just her caring, just her saying those words, I started abstaining again. And that was se- September 1st, 1980. So, um, and that's pretty much where my life really started. I graduated from college, started working, and um, began leading my life. And you know, I I remember, you know, I always I'm one of these type of people that didn't that the food has never completely left me. I I always have periods where the food calls me. It's I have long periods when it does. I have short periods, long periods when it doesn't. You know, I just I just accept it. I quit comparing myself to people. I, I do what's in front of me. I do the work that I need to do in order, cause I, the last thing I want to do is eat. And I, I do anything I, what I need to do in order to alleviate the compulsion. But sometimes the compulsion doesn't, sometimes it doesn't go away right away when I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you know. It takes a while. It takes, it takes, uh, you know, that desire. It takes work. And so I, I think that's what I've, a couple things that have that have enabled me to be very successful, I, for lack of a better word, in the program or maintain my abstinence, which I, which I consider a success, is that I've been willing to be honest with myself and I've been willing to endure the pain necessary to to get better, and um and, or the discomfort. But that pain, that discomfort, does not compare. Is so much less than the pain of overeating. You know, the pain of overeating is so far more than the pain of of doing the work and uncovering things emotionally. Now, I've you know I went through period you know dealing with my alcohol dealing with the alcoholism that I had to deal with growing up and how it affected me um, took me a long time. But when that my my denial of that began to affect my abstinence, then I went to work, you know, and I've gone to work on various issues, um, you know, working the 12 steps, having sponsors or, um, and, and done the work I've needed to do when, when push comes to shove. And, you know, I do it periodically. I, I, I exercise, I, I have a program where spiritually for me, the most important thing for me to do is get out and move. And if I don't move, then I might, you know, then I'm dead. And move doesn't necessarily mean, you know, I may be going for a walk or, or just, you know, whatever it is, something very light. But I'm, I'm pretty, I've been a pretty uh, aggressive exerciser. I've competed on a high level in abstinence. I've raced bicycles at a national level. I've competed in marathons at a high level. But, you know, that's, you know, those days, you know, this old gray mare ain't what she used to be. But, um, you know, I've enjoyed that and I came to terms with it. It was very important for me to do that because I had missed out on it in my childhood when I, you know, 
because of having to work and take care of things growing up as I did. So the program gave me, the steps gave me the power to take actions I need to do. And it almost happens automatically. I don't, I, I just encourage, it does, I don't think it even matters how you go through the steps. I think it just matters that you do it, you know, um, you, you, and really truly admit your powerlessness and, and have some focus on it. I, I, I think it just, it, it's just so, such a, the process itself is just so, um, it's such a relief. I never get hungry when I'm working the steps. I'm, Believe me, when I need to work the steps is when I get hungry. But I never get hungry while I'm working the steps while I'm in it. And I, I get steps when I'm afraid. I get hungry when I'm afraid to do the work or, you know, I think it's going to be overwhelm me. But I never get, I never get afraid when I'm doing the work. And I, and I, and I really encourage that because it's, it, it's scary to a lot of people and it and it's you know it's a commitment and you know I'm I was very chaotic in my youth I'm and I was very chaotic into my early 40s and uh, I went through the steps and really got clear of my role as a victim and I no longer am a victim um I let go of that character defect. I let go of procrastination. I no longer procrastinate. It has been lifted for me. Uh, I take care of business. I surrounded myself with people who don't procrastinate. I, I've done that my whole life. I, don't, I, I always wanted to, you know, be the best person God wanted me to be. That was always in me, in my, ever since I've been a little kid. I knew I was meant to be happy or content or whatever the, the taint. I just didn't know, like the big book talks about, we, you know, we, we kind of take a few diversions on that path, you know, but, um, and we get, you know, the self-will kind of, you know, uh, mucks things up a bit, but I, I really feel that, you know, I've been guided and, and my relationship with God, my relationship with God is always best when I'm into the steps. That's, that's really where I feel like I let go the most. And, um, you know, I don't know. What can I say? Um, I, I, it's enabled me to be in a long-term relationship. Um, my partner and I have been together 30 years. Um, it'll be 30 years this August. Um, you know, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm getting, today's been kind of, um, you know, it's, you know, you just have to look at you. When you're in a relationship, you have to look at yourself. Unfortunately, um, it, they're just it just reflects all all the good and bad in you. You know, but it's it's worthwhile. And and I I I like I don't I like being in a relationship. I I don't like particularly being alone. Although I can spend a lot of time by myself. You know, I enjoy my own company. I can go out and be by myself. You know, the program has enabled that. I don't, I don't have fair weather friends. And I had a lot of fair weather friends in my youth. And, you know, I don't, I, time's a waste. And somebody told me, I, I, I just try to keep, I don't have a lot of people in my life consistently, but I try to keep the quality up, you know, and that's what I do. And I have very good friends. And, um, and that's who I that's who I spend my energy with. My partners, number one, and then my friends. 
and I'm the one, then my partner, then my friends. So, um, you know, uh, I don't have family. Almost all my family's gone. So the, the only surviving fa- family member I have really that I have any contact with is my cousin in Hawaii. Um, my brother, both my parents have both passed away. My brother passed away quite young. So, you know, I've just had to make my own family. And that's what OA, OA is one fa- I have my exercise family. I have my OA family. I have my, my coffee group family. So I, I have these families that I've made that, that make me feel that, that I feel a part of the world. And it's all because of OA. Because if I was eating, I couldn't be a part of the world like I am today. So, I don't know. I think that's all I wanted to do is be a part of the world. I always felt not a part of the world. And today I feel a part of the world. And, you know, I'm retiring in two months. And today was, you know, retire, for me to retire from where I'm, where I'm working now is not easy. And, you know, there, there's been a lot of complicated things through retirement. I'm, makes me very anxious, but I just, it's all going to get taken care of and people help me and, I don't need to worry. I, I don't have to do it by myself. I think my biggest fear is that I would just be all alone and I'd have to do everything on by myself. But I'm very resourceful and I have a lot of a lot of good friends who are very computer savvy and uh you know, it's it's working out. It's where it's just taking time. A lot of a lot of sitting on hold on the telephone, you know. But um, you know, I I've kept my life pretty simple. You know, I, I come, I come from very high anxiety parents. I, I'm, I think my genetic makeup is highly anxious and I try to keep my life simple. So like, I found that that's the best way of me abstaining. And I, and that's just knowing who I am. I get my life too complicated and I get hungry and distracted and I, I don't treat myself well or anybody else around me. And, um, you know, I I feel that that's you know the most important thing for me is to you know to to be connected to myself and therefore and therefore my higher power because my higher power is within me. How I how I found my higher power was I was I was having a really bad day and I got in the shower and uh, I uh, got in the shower and I. Um, Got out of the shower. I was going to Thalians. I don't know if some of you guys know. I was going to Thalians, and I got dressed up. And those who know me, I'm kind of a casual girl. I don't. I rarely dress unless I have to. Anyway, so I got dressed up, and I said that was God, because I I looked my best. And really, I I always I always try to be be the best in God's eyes, whatever that is at the moment. And try to accept myself and accept life on life's terms and and really that's when I'm the happiest I okay this too and this too shall pass I just stay in the moment you know I just you know I keep my brain where my feet are and and that's and and then I'm with God and that's all I need to do on a day-to-day basis and whatever's put in front of me be willing to do in order to keep my abstinence and that's why I'm here and I think that's all I have to say thank you